Hi, and welcome to Let's Talk About It with Shania Kelly, a podcast where every opinion matters. I'm a 20-something master's social worker based in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania. I bring to you an open and collaborative space where I give voices to the unheard and the unknown on important social topics. So please join me in this space and let's talk about it. So I had a totally different plan on what I wanted the first episode of this podcast to be. The first official episode, because of course we have the About the Podcast um, as a bit of an intro and explanation. But for the first, you know, sit down of me talking and speaking with others, I had another episode in mind. But I want to be mindful of, you know, what's going on in the world and what's going on today. As much as, you know, the topics that I want to cover, you know, throughout this season. So with that, we will be talking about women's rights. And when I say women's rights, more specifically, we will be discussing what's going on with Roe v. Wade. I'll be giving some information about what Roe v. Wade is, this piece of legislation, what this means to the women of today and the women of tomorrow and the women of the past, and the impact that this change has. I'll also be taking some time to talk about my opinion on women's rights. And I hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, so I just really quick wanted to hop in here and provide a disclaimer before getting into this episode. Um, So when I recorded pretty much everything on this episode, (laughs) it was before the date of Roe v. Wade officially being overturned on June 24th. So just kind of be mindful (laughs) that um, when you receive the information and like my thoughts and comments when I am discussing this issue, that it is from the perspective of someone, myself, that did not know, you know, what's to come in the future. But I can say that my thoughts and feelings regarding the issue still stands. So keep listening. Let's get into a little bit of a review on what Roe v. Wade is and what this Supreme Court ruling is even about. So Roe v. Wade was the Supreme Court ruling between Jane Roe and Henry Wade. The court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restrictions. So, like, let's reiterate that most important there. The U.S. at this time decided that it was okay and it was the right of women to be able to be pregnant and decide what to do with their body without the influence and implementation of government restrictions. So, most specifically, The Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution provides a fundamental right to privacy that protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose whether to have an abortion. This right is not absolute, as said in this clause, and it must be a balance between the government's interest and protecting women's rights and their health to uh, prenatal life. So I think it's important to focus on the fact that 
when this amendment was made, it was said that the right was not obsolete. So this always meant that there was an opportunity for the government and governing states to change the right that women were given by the Roe v. Wade Supreme Court ruling. As you can see, in areas like Texas, on September 1st, 2021, uh, the state passed the Heartbeat Act, which makes abortion illegal once a fetal heartbeat is detected, which can be heard as early as six weeks. So, you know, everyone finds out about their pregnancy at different times along the line of being pregnant. And six weeks is pretty early. Um, in six weeks, which is like a month and a half, you might not even know that you're pregnant. So someone who may not know that they're pregnant is already being forced to follow rules and regulations <laughs> that they may not even be you know, aware that they're included in. Um, so for myself, I identify as someone who feels that women should be able to have the rights to make decisions for their bodies. I feel that people in general should have the right to make the decisions for their bodies. Um, and with that, the things that are going on with Roe v. Wade and the um, response has been different. I've seen lots of different things. But overall, um, just to kind of go into the details of what's going on in case you don't know, um, in early May, a draft opinion was released describing the, the Supreme Court's intentions to overturn Roe v. Wade and leaving the decision on abortion rights to the state legislators. So they want to take the decision um, because the Supreme Court decision made it the government's responsibility to protect the rights of women or the, the rights of pregnant women in terms of abortion. So they want to remove that right and then give it to the states. So then the states would have to determine on a state-by-state -state basis, you know, their state legislators um, and representatives would be the people to determine um, what the rights are in that circumstance, similar to um, what Texas did with the Heartbeat Act, except it wouldn't be an act, it would be, um, you know, a piece of legislation in a different form. So just to get into the details a little bit more, um, for myself, I did not know what a draft opinion was. Upon doing some research, though, I learned that a draft opinion is basically a document that is internally circulated throughout the court. And usually the draft opinion does not reflect any like court decisions or any um, final positions of court members. It basically just states, you know, some information on some thoughts of some of the people within the court. And this information was leaked by the Politico um, news outlet on, I guess, somebody's interests in overturning Roe v. Wade. So what this means is no um, like concrete decision by the Supreme Court has been made at this time, but in terms of social media's reaction to it, it seems like it's much more pertinent than just an opinion or just a thought of somebody. Um, the way that people are reacting and even myself is as if this decision has already been made and now we have to fight against it or that this decision is in a process and we have to fight against it. Um, when looking for the information for this episode, those opinions, you know, still came about. 
And in terms of what I see on social media, you know, for myself, a lot of the people that I interact with social media usually share very similar opinions to myself. And then there's also friends and family and people I don't know on social media that have different opinions and that's okay because as I always say we are all able to have our own opinions as long as our opinions don't then lead to actions to attempt to hurt or harm other people. So with that now that we have our information I want to segue into our conversation. My opinion is that I think overturning Roe v. Wade and looking at what happened to Texas this feels like a really scary situation. A lot of people are saying that we are going back to the 50s in many of different ways and I don't know if I could be if we could be um that general in our statements, but I do feel like there are a lot of different things and concerns on how legislation is handled. And a lot of that comes back to, you know, making sure that we vote and have our voices heard in terms of who represents our states. Because if there's a possibility that Roe v. Wade is overturned, then it's down to our states. So if we have representatives who represent what we want and are reflective of our passions, thoughts, and feelings, then we should feel safe. But as we can see, based on, you know, the populations and the citizens' response to what's going on, many of us don't feel safe. So that makes us think, makes myself think about, you know, do I do enough for my voice to be heard? Are we doing enough for our voices to be heard in voting booths and in those decision time periods as much as our uproar on social media and our demonstrations and marches. We have to make sure that we're doing all the things and not just one of those things when we are trying to make sure that the government is hearing us and being reflective of the people that it's supposed to be governing. So please tune in after our advertisements to our conversations and join in on social media and on our website. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think that it'd be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so much more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join me and thousands of other podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world using the link in the show notes. And back to the show. So what are my thoughts on this situation? I gave a little bit of my opinion, but I want to dig a little bit deeper about how I feel things are going right now. At this point, I'm recording because I don't know if you guys saw, but I lost my voice. (laughs) So I wasn't able to continue um, recording when I initially started. But now I'm back and I'm recording. So with that, anyways... (laughs) 
now things have definitely died down you know how social media changes as quickly as it comes when something is important uh, it goes away Um, and sometimes that allows us like a time period to really think about well what are my real thoughts and feelings about the situation because I feel especially for myself I can't speak about everybody but when an event occurs we see all the poise, all the posts, everyone's opinions, a bunch of memes and articles and all these other things that make us feel really influenced. And maybe we don't know that our opinions are being influenced, but everything that we receive has the ability to um, formulate our thoughts and opinions. But now that I have had some time away from the initial event hitting social media and receiving that influx of information, I feel like I've been able to better process my thoughts and feelings. So I'm not happy that I lost my voice, but it definitely gave me some time to digest this information and hopefully provide some of my insights to bring about some conversation. I definitely wanted to bring some people on for this episode, but you know, I've gotten tons of inquiries that occurred kind of way after the thought of this episode. So I'll give my think piece on this and hopefully that can cultivate some conversation in um, some of the communities that I have for us to talk. So the biggest thing for myself that I feel is a concern of mine is that I'm worried about women's access to health care. So if Roe v. Wade is overturned, what does that mean for our rights to proper health care? We already see so many women be belittled and unheard when it comes to speaking to doctors about our medical concerns even coming down to going to the OBGYN you know people act like you don't know what you're talking about like you (laughs) don't experience your own you know feelings in your own body Um, so that brings about so many concerns of like what else will be impacted Um, it also makes me think about how much of a struggle women go through for like hysterectomies so what if, you know, you're in a state where your representatives have determined, like, we feel that you don't have the right to abortions, okay? Maybe your other thought is, okay, I really don't want to have children. Maybe you might not want to have children ever, but of course you still want to be able to enjoy the pleasure of having sexual interactions with other people. So maybe your thought is, let me get a hysterectomy, and now you're in a whole nother fight. So not only do you have, you know, the options for terminating an unwanted pregnancy, but you also can't keep yourself from becoming pregnant unless you become abstinent, which is always, you know, preached by so many parties. It's always the, well, you shouldn't partake in activities that will cause you to be pregnant if you don't want to be pregnant. And I feel like, you know, to each their own on their opinion, I definitely don't agree with it, um, you know, because sex is a pleasure and we're able to experience other pleasures without having these immediate consequences to think about all the time. So why can't we be consistent in that situation? But anyways, there's another fight. So how many fights will we have to face to be able to make decisions for our own bodies? How, what are we going to have to go through to be able to say, you know, this is what I want to do for myself? So that's one of the biggest concerns that I have is access to healthcare. 
And then without the options of abortions, that does not mean that abortions will stop. We've always heard this. We've always known this because the pro-choice side of this, um, I guess, debate, if you want to say one versus the other, pro-life versus pro-choice, we always explain that getting rid of abortion does not mean that abortions are going to stop happening. This means that they're no longer going to be happening in a safe space where you receive the medical support that you need to make sure that the practices that you are using for an abortion are safe for yourself. So if we remove those options, then we're going to look towards other things. Um, when <laughs> the um, Roe v. Wade situation came up, I saw a lot of people talking about um, like natural abortions on TikTok. Um, some of them involved like taking certain amounts of certain medications or vitamins. And I've also seen something about um, certain like teas. I think it's like mugwort or something. Certain teas that you can use um, to assist in abortion. And then will morning after pills even be available? Because I do feel that um, many people that have their own certain opinions about the action of abortion feel that Morning, act, uh, morning after pills, which is considered a contraceptive, is considered to be part of the act of having an abortion. So will that be available? Like, what are the good options for people to protect themselves if abortion isn't available? And then I also have the concern that, you know, this will just add to the amount of times that women go unheard. And the amount of times that, you know, the pregnancy life is more important than the after pregnancy life. So um, as I said in my intro, I am a social worker, which means a lot of things. Um, It does involve some family um, social service, but of course that's not everything. Social workers are more than working with children and youth, but This brings up a huge amount of concerns for me in terms of the children and youth and the systems that are currently in place to support the children and youth who are born into situations where they are unwanted. It puts them in danger. For myself, I would prefer a woman to be able to have access to the health care necessary from her bringing children into this world that she may not possibly want and the possibility of them being harmed is higher in those situations. And as a social worker in the field, I can tell you there's already enough of children that have been through unfortunate situations and we do not need more. And there's not enough of funding to support the children in these situations now and we do not need more. So that's my opinion. And being in the field does influence my personal opinion on the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I am someone who supports pro-choice, but I am open to listening to the voices and opinions of those who are pro-life. 
I'm open to having conversations with people who identify as individuals as pro-life because I feel like hopefully in enough of circumstances and situations that we're able to have conversations with people who have different opinions than us. But I always say we have to make sure that those opinions then don't um, become strong enough of an influence to harm people. And I do feel that with Roe v. Wade being overturned and the decisions of whether abortion is illegal or not being put in hands in our individual states, you know, people's opinions will then be able to not only harm pregnant women or unpregnant women, women in general, but it will also harm children and family systems. And it's just, it feels like a a topple of buildings, you know, like you, like when you line up dominoes, right? You um, hit over one and then it knocks over all the other ones. That's what that feels like to me. And I know when I've seen on social media, while like my concerns are more about um, like social systems in a way um, and like social service concerns in a way, there's also concerns about other legislations possibly being um, in danger, being vulnerable to receiving the same kind of response where, okay, we know that Roe v. Wade can be overturned because of this. So how do we fight to maybe overturn these other things that have been put in place to protect people? And a lot of times when I see that opinion, it's around like the concern of opening the doors to rights being taken away for gay marriage, for interracial marriage. Um, I've seen as far as people being concerned about the freedom of enslaved people and going back to a time where many of us couldn't interact or possibly, you know, survive in a safe manner. Do I feel that things could get that far? Um, I would hope not. <laughs> I hope that we as people are able to come together well enough to keep those things from happening. But like I said earlier, you know, a lot of us, including myself, <laughs> fail to use the bit of power that we receive in those voting booths um so maybe we have to do better in that sense i think we also have to do better in terms of looking into information um because i had a realization earlier today about um you know what the actual situation was in terms of the release of information and what that piece of information actually was instead of it being like a concrete decision made it was more of a suggestion or an opinion of someone but it was not a reflection of the actual choice of the supreme court so i feel that in order for us to be able to make a difference we first have to remove our ignorance by becoming educated on certain pieces of information in relation to a topic and in relation to an event and i speak for that for myself too Because whenever I do, um, because I have several platforms that I kind of put information out now. So whenever I do research for whatever these topics may be, I'm always learning something new. And we have to be um, open to receiving new information and hoping that that allows us to form an evidence-based opinion. (laughs) So I feel that... This is still an important issue that we should keep an eye on 
but it for sure has died down in terms of the amount of people speaking about it or looking on it. When I first recorded this piece or the pieces of this episode was like the beginning slash middle of May. It is now the beginning of June and I haven't seen any conversations about it. So one of the things that I feel is important too is that when there are big events that occur and we no longer see it in social media, especially when it comes to the government making decisions for people, we should still make the effort to follow up on it and see what's going on. Because just because it's not on social media anymore doesn't mean that it stopped happening. It doesn't mean that the event disappeared. Things are still going on. It just means that the majority of people or your analytics don't care to speak about it on social media anymore. So we have to make that conscious effort to continue to bring awareness, to continue to educate ourselves on those topics, and to continue to do whatever we can to protect ourselves and other people as well. So I think those are all the things that come to mind for me right now. I did want to kind of do like a little um, deep dive on the social media platforms to see what comes up and maybe kind of bring that up for conversation. But I would like to receive your guys' opinions. I would like to hear what you guys have to say and hopefully join me in conversation and we can kind of go from there. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that everyone stays safe and enjoy the rest of your day. I am looking for fellow podcasters and community members to collaborate with me on episodes for this podcast. So if you're interested in coming on and talking about any of the various social topics that come to mind, please fill out the request form in the description. And if you haven't already, please connect with me on my social media platforms on my link tree. There is also a link for a voice message to leave your thoughts and feelings. And they might even get aired on an episode, so don't hold back. (laughs) Thank you again for talking with me. Bye. Save yourself that trip to the market with Instacart. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. I've used them a few times now and it has been really helpful for me when I need groceries, but maybe I can't make that trip or I'm not really feeling like traveling that day. They connect you with a personal shopper in your area and they hand select and deliver your groceries from your favorite stores. They're connected to all the favorite places that I go to in my area and I'm sure they're connected to yours too. Following the link in the show notes lets Instacart know that we sent you, that you support our show, and it also gets you free delivery on your first order over $35.